Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Beatty. And I'm another one of your big boys, John George. And we're here, episode 75, and this wow. is a big one. Yeah, at the rate we're going every month, it's going to take a couple of years yeah. for us to get, get to 100, but we'll get there. Listen, you know? episode 100 is going to be the biggest celebration. Marty's going to be there. I'll let him say one word into the microphone. It's going to be great. Um, but there is a reason we were gone for so long this time, and it's a better reason than usual, I feel we're like. We're cultured now. We're extremely cultured now. Yeah, that's um, right. We both, over the last month, independently of each other, <laughs> went to the continent of Europe. Whole different continent over there. People oh, don't yeah. know it. But it not, is a not a lot of people yeah, know no, this. It's no. a whole separate continent. I didn't even know they made those. Yeah, but... me neither. I thought there was America, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah. So... Um, but as it turns out, there's another one, at least one more of them that Europe. I've seen. Yeah, Europe. I'll have to explore more to see if there's any more. Uh... I've actually been to another one of them now oh, that I'm thinking about <laughs> Same it. Same here. Actually. Okay, Asia also counts. <laughs> I'll give well, Asia yeah. one. Yeah, Asia's good. But I'll throw them a point. All the other ones, they don't exist yet. I haven't yeah. been there. Um, but uh, important to note that I went to London for like a week and a half in September, and you were all over the place. Yeah, I was in Switzerland and Liechtenstein. Yeah, which Liechtenstein, basically Switzerland. It's like just a tiny mm. little country. Ooh, you think you think anyone in Liechtenstein uh, would get we pissed? Kept, if we said always that? told them that. Um, <laughs> Miriam kept calling all the Liechtenstein people that we were hanging out with Germans. They really like that. Oh, good. Um, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I'm not German. Yeah. Um, but it is like literally in Liechtenstein, you go to the top of a mountain, you can see Switzerland, Germany, and Austria all at once. Wow. And Liechtenstein. Four countries at once. Yeah. In London, there are no mountains Ooh, that boring. I've seen. That's why yeah, boring. extremely boring. <laughs> but my best guess is if, is if you were on top of a mountain, you'd probably see like... Water. France. <laughs> probably France. France. Maybe Ireland. Maybe... Maybe. Maybe the other one. That's yeah. Above, that's above You'd England. probably see a few, but there are no mountains, so there's no way to yeah. know. No. No way at all. Uh, we did go into the London Eye, which is extremely high up in the air. Um, you could see all the big London things. You had Big Ben. Oh, um, much smaller him. than he's the a football. Eye. He's a football player. Big oh ben. yeah, who does he play for? The Steelers. Not anymore. He's retired, and he also oh. um, was very inappropriate to some women. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Well, I guess his punishment was that they turned him into a big clock in London. Yeah. For all of its that is a huge punishment. Yeah, Holy it's pretty shit. brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I they had to get a wizard clock. involved in everything. Wow. Well, he deserved it. Yeah. Well, I did want to mention what I found out, um, and this this will get it. Basically, I figure the opening of this is we're going to review London or yeah. review Europe, rather. Review Europe, yeah. Um, so, first thing I want to bring up that surprised me about Europe, London specifically, is apparently they really like American football there. Yeah, that is surprising because they've been doing a bunch of NFL games there recently because apparently they like the NFL. Yeah. So we. Um, me and my girlfriend who were there were going to these like thrift shops with my cousin who lives in London and there were all these like old like football letter jackets and and all these <laughs> like jerseys of like so all these weird. American football teams that was very weird and I was like <laughs> why is any of this here and then we went and talked to one of my girlfriend's co or old co-workers who lives in London and he was saying like yeah American football is huge um, which again makes me angry <laughs> because they started calling their shit football like I'm pretty sure after American football was already a thing. 
Yeah, I I think didn't we look the did we, we did look, look this up. up? What happened was that the game was originally called soccer. Yes, and then, and then Americans was like, fuck you. Yeah, Americans started also calling it soccer, and then England was like, oh, well, we don't want to be like Americans, so they just started calling it football instead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and look who's laughing now. Which everyone's always just like being a dick about that. Yeah. All the Europeans are like, that's it's called football. And it's like, well, guess what? You were being a dick about yeah. it first. We called it the thing that it was called, and now you are trying to be all hoity-toity about it, yeah. trying to change the name. That's why we had to send Ted Lasso over there yeah. to teach them our American teach values. Teach them a lesson, yeah. you know? We we know sports the best, mm-hmm. not those Londoners. Yeah. They're they're probably all... Did they did they say what uh, teams they're the most... What jerseys did you see the most of here? It was honestly a mix. This is another big thing I noticed about London, is that they love wearing clothing of places that are not London. London. (laughs) They love... So I actually didn't see a ton of people wearing actually wearing the sports jerseys. I just saw a lot of them for sale. Yeah. But like there's people... I saw in one day three separate Londoners wearing t-shirts that said los angeles of course on them i I saw someone walking around with like a yale sweatshirt (laughs) yale yeah you know the college in connecticut no one even what's the big college oxford is that the big college no one wears oxford shit here no one cares about oxford so i was like because i was thinking i was like it I feel like I should walk around more attentive now in America to be like, are any, is anyone here wearing just like yeah. a, you know, a big London shirt I mean, or pe- something? The closest you get is people wear like Premier League, like so- soccer yeah. shirts. That's, I don't, I don't see anyone wearing a London shirt yeah. or an Oxford so, shirt. Like all these major Americans, and it was a lot of like American cities too. And yeah. so I was just like, these motherfuckers are over there, over there, <laughs> sipping their tea. <laughs> They love us. Yeah. They put us on all their fucking clothes and watch all of our TV. The fucking Better Call Saul is just on Netflix there. You're welcome. (laughs) Wow. That was a big bonus of London. Yeah, that is a big bonus. point for London is I wanted to finish Better Call Saul because the last season just ended. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to wait a year to watch it on Netflix because in America it's on AMC. In London, I just downloaded all the episodes onto my iPad and watched them on the plane. So easy. Oh, yeah. Um, Way too easy. I will say in Switzerland, that was the same thing. So many. I think I saw so many Los Angeles shirts specifically. Yeah. And every time I would get excited, like, oh, is that person from Los Angeles? And then I'd be like, wait, no, there's no Yeah. And then um, I was all like, I am like always decked out in my like LA gladiators since that's who I work for now. And they gave me a bunch of merch. Mm -hmm. It's like my whole closet now. So I was wearing Los Angeles stuff all the time. And I was like, do they think I'm Swiss? Do they think I'm European? Because yeah. that's just what Europeans wear. That's the thing. It's like if we ever wanted to go covert in Europe, <laughs> just wear Los I Angeles. never would have thought of this. Yeah, we just have to wear a bunch of Los Angeles stuff. Yeah. And, and people they, are like, oh. Yeah. You're clearly London. from Europe. <laughs> yeah. Because you're wearing the Los Angeles People shirt. from America don't wear Los Angeles shirts. Yeah. They hate it. Um, other thing to note about Europe, they don't like ice. No, they hate ice. They hate ice and cold drinks in general. Yeah. I will say it's better than, I told you this, it's better than China when I went. They mm-hmm. they not only, like, they don't even like room temperature. Like, they like boiling. That's yeah. all they like, specifically water. If you wanted anything cold, it had to be um, pop or soda. Yeah. Which is why I got fat when I was in China. That was, like, the most I weighed because right. I was just eating KFC and soda. <laughs> that's soda. that's awesome. Yeah. So. Um yeah, that was really what really killed me is like if you get water in Europe, they give you like a 
a glass, not like a glass, but like a tall, a bottle. Yeah, just like a, a glass bottle yeah. of room temperature water. Yep. And if you ask for ketchup, they don't bring you the bottle of ketchup. They give you a little dish. Oh, yeah, always. With ketchup in it. I mean, that's what fancy American restaurants copy that, too. They were like, I guess that's true. They're like, yeah, we, we won't give, we, we don't have, they don't want to admit they have Heinz ketchup in the back. Clearly, yeah. Because right? it's not fancy enough. Yeah, right. In Europe, they're all like, oh, no, our, we stomp those tomatoes with our feet <laughs> yeah, to give you the promise. ketchup. We don't have no, Heinz. No, I know have... what you're doing. You squirt it into the little dish <laughs> and then you give it to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what else? What else about Europe doing on I don't like, they really like, so they're all about um, espresso there. They're about espresso. Oh, yeah. You can't get iced coffee. Just no coffee in general. It's mm-hmm. very, it's like a very small thing. That's what I missed a ton was no iced coffee. No, just re- any coffee. I just wanted, I'm so used to drinking so much. And the most I could get was an Americano, which is just basically a double. It's just an espresso shot with some water yeah. in it. So. Yeah, I missed coffee a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I could do the European lifestyle. I'm not a I'm not an espresso guy. Yeah, I know my my girlfriend was was really not feeling that she couldn't get her iced coffee in London or like yeah. if you could, it just wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, let's give some points to Europe. We've okay. been ragging on them a little bit. Yeah, no, Europe's fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> I gotta give them points for the fact that you can live in London and not need a car. Yeah. Um, I mean, we do have that in like New York. That's but everywhere else, not really. There are some major cities in America that are walkable. Yeah. Um, I guess this is mostly my bitter Los Angeles. Yeah, this is like a Los Angeles angle, complaint but, session. But like London, you can just take the train anywhere. Yeah. And so there's nice. a boat that you can get on to go down the river to go places. It's just like you didn't have to think about it. It's yeah. it's like New York. You just get a card and you go wherever you want to go. Yeah. But that's also with like not only within London, like tra- the trains in Europe, mm-hmm. so much better. Go everywhere way faster than America. Yeah. Um cheaper than America. Although Man, I nice. have to say there is no air conditioning in the tube in Ooh. London, which is pretty brutal in the summer. Luckily, yeah. we were there after their like major heat wave that they had, but there were some days where you were, I like, I had to take a train from the venue that I was working at for my job to the Airbnb that we were staying at, which was like basically going from the outs- outskirts, like out east, all the way into the middle of London. And I was on a subway for like half an hour and I was just drenched in sweat. Ugh. By the time I Disgusting. got to the Airbnb, yeah, I it was feel pretty it. brutal. I can feel it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's how it was. Boston's was not air conditioned well. I remember it was very sweaty in there. Yeah, as well. Um, but yeah, the other thing, Europe's beautiful. That's the first. That's mm-hmm. the number one thing I really like about it. Yeah, is I mean I haven't been everywhere in America. There could be things that are as beautiful. I'm about to go to Seattle actually, which pictures I've seen they do look Europe esque. Honestly, oh, yeah. they look kind of look Switzerland esque. Um, but Switzerland's supposed to be the most beautiful place on earth. It's like the most expensive country to live in. Right. Um, for a reason. It's the Alps are fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the most beautiful thing I, I've ever seen. I, I just love it. I love the European lifestyle. Um, we were talking a lot about like European, like, um, like, so why we were there, we were there for a wedding. Our friend from college is getting married to a Liechtenstein, a Liechtensteinian. <laughs> And she's lived in Europe for like three years now. And she said the thing that was hardest for her to get used to is like they don't have emotions. I don't That might be like a specifically that they area thing. They don't have thing. them in Europe? They don't have as much. So when like she t- says good news to her, to her husband, he's like, oh, wow, congrats. And that's like normal, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas here, 
people like get so excited like, oh my god congrats like oh, holy yeah. shit <laughs> or whatever so wow. like she kept thinking like oh they're not actually excited for me or like she kept because she's just used to like why didn't they react as big like they huh. must not be that impressed by this thing or something so yeah that was like a very funny thing that i also noticed because we just got to meet a lot of native people since he's from Liechtenstein. Mm. we met all his friends and they Definitely were like, they were just like not, it was a wedding and they were not as hype as the Americans there for sure. Yeah. Um, so that, that was interesting. That's funny because, I mean, I guess London has like that huge pub culture because yeah. people there seem pretty animated. My um, Yeah, probably. Yeah, my girlfriend's old coworker who he hung out with was a very like emotive person. But I could see like maybe Central Europe. They just yeah, it crank it like down a, German, a little. Maybe a German thing. Yeah. More, more so. So um, maybe like around there. But yeah, no, I mean... Yeah, one thing I noticed about London is just like because it's so old, you have the really cool architecture and stuff like that. Yeah. But in America, anything that's old is just like colonial. Yeah. And anything that existed before that was destroyed violently yeah. when the British came here <laughs> and and ruined everything. I, yeah, I, I'll say it. I always say it. Boston is like the closest you can get to European like architecture in America. Yeah. If you ever want to see like a Europe-esque city. I think Boston's the closest. It's very similar to London, according to Miriam, who's been to London. I haven't. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where they just like all these ancient, like big, beautiful buildings yeah. um, that you just don't really get to see around here. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool to see that history for sure. Mm -hmm. that, that was mostly when I went to Italy, which I went to in high school, yeah. was I got to see stuff like that. In Switzerland, I was just on mountains. My, my day was going up a mountain on a gondola getting one beer and because of the altitude already feeling kind of buzzed mm -hmm. and then going down and then going up another one for dinner <laughs> damn like, that's awesome <laughs> that's just the switzer the swiss lifestyle yeah you just i mean why go wouldn't up you? and down mountains that sounds awesome eat dinner on top of the mountain yeah yeah i i guess i'll say one last story about london which is one i haven't told you yet which i think you'll okay, appreciate let's go um so my girlfriend and i are fans of the show buzzfeed unsolved or the mm -hmm. old version of the show with ryan and shane yes which is an, a ghost hunting show that they did on buzzfeed um it's like the only buzzfeed thing i've ever watched it's very funny um and they did go to london and do a few locations there and one of them was a place called the viaduct tavern which is this old gin bar in london mm. and the reason they went there is because it used to be right next to a public hanging spot so uh. back in the day they would get all the criminals out in the town square and hang them for the public's enjoyment. Of course. And then after the hanging, everyone would go to this and get a beat. pub yeah. and, you know, get gin because gin was like the poor man's drink back then. Ah. Um, and so the, the rumor is that that, uh, that tavern is haunted because of all the ghosts of the criminals that were yeah. executed right of outside course. of it. Um, and so we told that to our old boss, my current boss, Brett, yes. um, who we're both big fans of, <laughs> um, and we were like, oh yeah, it's this tavern, it's supposed to be haunted, and we wanna go check it out, and we were like, in the area, so we're like, okay, we'll go get a drink there. Yeah. And Brett walks straight into the pub and goes up to the bartenders and he goes, all right, where are the ghosts at? <laughs> <laughs> and the, the bartenders clearly did not know the story oh. because they were really confused. <laughs> what, what the fuck is this guy They had about? no idea what he was. That's so crazy. For them, some like tall American guy just walked into <laughs> the, the pub. Where are the ghosts at? <laughs> is this some American thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were That's like, hilarious. huh? He was like, oh, isn't this place haunted? And they're like, 
go, uh, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So <laughs> that's hilarious. That was great. Did that Brett was... think you were punking him? No. We, well, <laughs> I think what it was, was my girlfriend might've played up a little too much how like haunted this place uh, was or how infamous it was for being haunted. Uh, I don't know if any other ghost hunting shows have been there, but at least BuzzFeed Unsolved has been there. And I think like the episode debuted in like 2016. So or it was something. a while ago. So, so probably not these bartenders. Are I'm guessing. Fresh. Yeah. I'm guessing in 2016, a bunch of people went there and were like, you know, the bartenders back then probably knew yeah. about it. But now but these, these guys, yeah, no clue. These are new dudes. They don't know anything. There's about been the a ghosts. whole pandemic. Those, mm-hmm. those bartenders probably got fired by now. You know, oh, they yeah. probably got let go. Oh, they probably got haunted. Yeah, of course. The ghost killed them. Yeah. Um, or, you know, caused their downfall. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I really hope you scared the shit out of one of those bartenders. And now they're they're scared to go to their work. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was... <laughs> Fred actually yeah. asked where the ghost sat. And one of them jumped up and ran out of the tavern. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the owner of the bar was like, shh. Like, yeah. purposely don't tell these people yeah. that it's haunted. And so then we, work here. we looked away and looked back and the, the owner was gone. Oh my God. Because he, he was a ghost. ghost. Holy shit. This is a good story. This, yeah. is what I, this is why I want to go to London, you know? Yeah. You're not going to find a lot of ghosts here in LA. No. You'll find older ghosts in London mm-hmm. too. Like these these ghosts, they're kind of they're kind of like only a hundreds of years old. Yeah. In London, you can find some thousand year old. Little ghosts. Victorian boys, you can only get in one. In LA, maybe like a dead movie star. Yeah. You know, maybe a, I don't know, like a cab driver yeah. who crashed or yeah. something. Who <laughs> crashed. Yeah. Probably a lot of people have crashed here. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, probably. Yeah, maybe Marilyn Monroe. I feel like she was. I, was she here or LA or New York? I, she might have been New York. Now that yeah. I think about, it. I don't know. You know what we should do? Let, we should just find a ghost tour in LA. Yeah, and go around and react really, like, really <laughs> bigly to everything <laughs> oh that they say. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Just really scared. Because mm-hmm. they're going to take us around to a bunch of shit. And they're going to be like, oh, uh, you know, that's where Elvis is buried. And, and we're, we're both like, like, oh, my God, I see him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He's on the toilet. That's how he died, right? Yeah. Oh, God, he's going to get us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's how we go. Yeah. I think that's how we do it. Uh, Marion would be 100% down. She went on a ghost tour in Boston and loved loved the shit out of it. Oh, so yeah. We should do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, on my way to Europe and on the way back, though, I watched movies, which yeah. is what the show is about, I guess. I know. Uh, I wish it was reviewing countries, mm-hmm. and then we could just go to countries all the time and review them, but yeah. it's movies, apparently. I think this was on our one of our live, like, after shows when we were doing the show live. I think I pitched a podcast where we just reviewed airports. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Where we yeah. just fly to an airport and then review yeah. it and leave. Yeah, we should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely should do that. How, how are the airports? <laughs> how is the uh, London You know, airport? Heathrow, it's like kind of far away from the actual city of yeah. London. So it's a little bit of Five a pain ten, probably, to get right? there. Yeah. The airport itself is fine. It's nothing special. But location's key. Yeah. No, LAX kicks the shit out of Heathrow. 100%. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Location-wise? Location-wise and just like aesthetically, I feel well, like. Aesthetically, LAX does look nice. Although yeah. I want to kill myself every time I drive around that thing. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that like you can take a train into Heathrow. <laughs> you cannot do that. If you ignore the big circle of death yeah. of cars that takes you into LAX. Once you're a- in LAX, once you're out of the car in yeah. LAX, then the, the rating changes and you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're in the car picking someone up, 
or if you have to get to like one of those middle terminals, mm-hmm. like you're screwed. Because if you're at terminal seven, there's a shortcut. If you're at terminal one or two, like you're it's right, right there. there. Yeah. But if you're at the middle terminal, terminal four, oh, terminal four, nightmare. you might as well. You got to leave like 30 minutes earlier. Oh yeah, my, my dude. Um, okay, movies. Movies. <laughs> um, I watched a lot of movies on the flights. The flights were long. Oh yeah. Flights were long. I want to mention first Resurrection. Okay. Um, Because this is a new movie from this year, and it is exactly, it is Men, but better. It is the exact same movie as Men, but better in every single way. That's insane. (laughs) They took Men immediately after somehow (laughs) and just made it better. (laughs) They improved Men. They did what Men couldn't do and made Men better. Yeah, exactly. Um, Although this guy was a a man who made this movie. Well, so so is Alex Garland. Yeah, I know. But this man took men and made it better and called it resurrection. He's a man's man. He's a he men's is, man. He's a men's man, man. I will say it has like the same rating as men on Letterboxd. So maybe I'm wrong. Oh, okay. But in my opinion, I think it's better than men. Okay. Um, or I think it did a lot of stuff better than men. I, I don't want to spoil anything about it, but I will just say that it is very similar to men. Okay. Um, I saw P- Petite Maman, which is the new Celine Sciamma movie. Um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire direct, director. Hmm. And it was very cute and fun um, and short. So might as well just watch it. It's like 70 minutes. Um, and it was just a nice, cute little story about uh, it's just a mother-daughter story. So um, I don't think it was it, it didn't wow me as much as Portrait, but it was still good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, you go. Okay. Um, Back and forth. Let's see. I saw a few movies. Um, last episode, we, I guess I hadn't seen... Oh, there's some I forgot to log. Um, but we'll start by fighting. Uh, I watched the movie Prey. Mm, oh, yes. Let's fight. Um, let's, I, let's I, liked, I liked the movie Prey um, quite a bit. I've only seen the first Predator movie. Um, but I thought, like, for a very, like, clearly sort of low-budget Predator soft reboot sequel, whatever, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, that's what... That's uh, pe- most people on your side, BB, so... Yeah. I I saw this at the... This is literally the last movie I saw on all these planes, and at that point, I was like, I just want to get off this damn plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I turned on Prey... And I was just kind of bored, to be honest. I yeah, I, I, I didn't see the. I just didn't fall into the hype here. I thought there were some cool moments, um, but overall, I just the CGI animals sucked. But yep, the predator was really cool. I liked the design of that guy. Yeah, I thought the acting was all right, not great. Kind of took me out of it sometimes. Um, and yeah, I just didn't think it was as special as everyone else. I was just kind of bored. So. I will say I did re- the director of this. I really like Ten Cloverfield Lane, so I was I was expecting to like this. Mm-hmm. I will also mention I have not seen any Predator movie. This is the only one I have seen. Okay, so yeah, I I just liked how simple it was. I liked uh, even though the CG animals, you're right. Like clearly they didn't have a ton of money for CG yeah. for this movie because everything that was CG in this movie was pretty rough. Yeah, which was nice that like the Predator was very practical yeah, in a exactly. lot of scenes. But the Predator was definitely really like when I saw the CGI animals, I was like, ooh, they might the Predator might at the end of this movie just look like shit. Didn't yeah, I, didn't at all. So, um, but I like the symbolism of like the Predator like slowly figuring out what he should hunt mm-hmm. by like you know you have the prey animal and then the predator and so like there's a rabbit a fox or whatever chases the rabbit yeah, so the predator's true. like i gotta 
I got to get that guy. Yeah. And that's why he never, I guess this is kind of spoilers, <laughs> uh, mild spoilers for prey. He's like, the reason the girl lasts so long is because the predator is like, Oh, she's not a threat. Cause yeah. everyone's beating the shit out of her all the time. True. Oh yeah. That's good. Um, I like that baby. Yeah, no. So I, I enjoyed the story. It was very simple, which I appreciated. I think a lot of these legacy sequels have a tendency to be like, like delve too much into the lore of anything. Yeah. Um, what's funny is this movie literally just is more or less a setup for one random prop in the first predator movie. Oh, and the first predator <laughs> movie, I forget which one. I think it's, um, Carl Weathers's character. The predator passes him. It's this old flintlock pistol that has like a French guy's name and it says 1719 on here. Uh, and in this movie, we find yeah, out how yeah. he gets that pistol. Okay. It's basically solo. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you like the movie Solo, Star Wars Solo, you're going to love Prey. If the pre- the Predator fans, want, they've been begging for years. They were yeah. like, we want our Solo, please. Where did he get the gun? <laughs> I want to know. Please let me know. And what's funny is like, I make that joke, but like it works because they don't make a big deal out of it. It's True. Like, I didn't even know. Yeah. Like, well, mainly because I haven't seen Well, Predator that's the thing is it works even if you don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's just a little thing there for people who like the first movie. Yeah. So. I do like that it's nice and simple. That's what I like about this director. With 10, Clover, Ten Cloverfield Lane and this, mm-hmm. they're both like movies in a in a series where it just like sort of is just a simple version. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't go. It's not like a sequel where they're like, we got to make it bigger and better than the yeah. other one. They were like, let's just do a simple story, mm-hmm. which that I do like about his um, his track record here. So, yeah. Hopefully he keeps that up because I'm sure he'll get some more of these. Oh yeah. Apparently, also he he um, got on the scene because of a Portal fan film he made. Oh shit! That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, th- I think I remember that. Yeah, it's like the it's pro- it's a really famous one on the internet yeah. and YouTube. So that's that was him. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. So that was that's how we got to start. We got to make. Well, I guess we can't do a Portal fan film anymore. No. What's the big video? Well, we definitely can't do Joker. We learned that today. (laughs) (laughs) Tiff will kick us out. Yeah. Tiff won't take our Joker fan film. I mean, the Portal thing wasn't at Tiff. You know, we don't need to be at Tiff. That's true. Just post it on YouTube. All right. Um, We'll do Banjo-Kazooie. Okay. (laughs) Banjo-Kazooie. Okay. That's what the world is. A realistic Banjo-Kazooie movie. Yeah. I'll I'll be Kazooie. You can be Banjo. Because that's what... That's someone... People got a job for doing like realistic Pokemon, right? Because then they were hired. Right, to be yeah. on um, the Detective Pikachu movie. So let's just make Banjo-Kazooie really gritty and realistic. Yeah, or like, I think it was a Sonic fan artist who like was ultimately brought in to like fix the shitty <laughs> wow. CGI Sonic. So what are we doing? Let's just make some fan art. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's let's fucking do it. I'll, I'll get my beak ready to play Kazooie. Uh, yeah, let's make men fan art. <laughs> <laughs> let's just remake men. <laughs> but in fan art. <laughs> and we won't have any women in the movie yeah, this no. time. That was that was the worst it's part. It's called of it. men. Yeah, that was like false advertising. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? I saw Time Bandits, um, which is an eighties Terry Gilliam movie. Um I've seen Time Bandits. Yeah. Uh, I decided to watch it because I, I really need to see a lot more Terry Gilliam movies. If you don't know who Terry Gilliam has worked closely with the uh Monty Python people. Mm-hmm. Um I've only seen Monty Python on the Holy Grail uh that he's directed. So I was like, yeah, I need to get on it because he's done 12 Monkeys, Brazil, Fear mm-hmm. and Loathing in Las Vegas. Um, and for some reason, I chose to, I think I chose Time Bandits because none of those movies are on a streaming service. So I was like, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. pay for a movie. So I chose Time Bandits, which is on HBO. 
And it was good. It was fun. I think it could have been better and more fun, honestly, because it was just, I don't know. It felt boring at some points Yeah. with the concept that it was dealing with, which was a cool concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kind of, maybe it's that like, I don't know. Maybe it's that I've seen Bill and Ted and I've seen like a bunch of other time travel like shit throughout my life now that this was like the original one. Right. But at this point, like I've seen all this other stuff. It reminded me a lot of Bill and Ted, um, except less comedic about it. Um, but yeah, it, it was good. I would watch it. Yeah. I saw it when I was very, very young and I remember basically nothing about it. Yeah, I remember there's little fair. people. Yes. And I remember there's like people. a spooky man on a horse or something. Or like a knight uh, or something? There are knights. Okay. The main villain is a spooky guy. Okay. He looks very scary. He looks like he's in like Voldemort makeup, but his nose is normal. Oh, okay. And he's bald as well. Um, and it's funny and it's fun. Um, but yeah, overall, like I don't think, you know, I was expecting more of like a Monty, like I really like Monty Python and the Holy Grail and yeah. Life of Brian a lot. So I think I just had high expectations because I started watching and I was like, oh, this is a lot like Monty Python. I didn't expect it to be so much like it. Mm-hmm. And then it just wasn't as funny as other ones. So I was like a little disappointed. But yeah. Um, What did I watch? I also watched The Virgin Suicides, which I didn't know this. Takes place in my hometown, Gross Point Woods. Oh, wow. Michigan. That's awesome. (laughs) It's not filmed there. It's filmed in Canada. um, Of course. Cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Which is a little sad. But yeah, I, I think it's some setup through just like title sequences that mentioned that it's a small town or small suburb outside of Detroit. And I was like, that's gotta be gross point. And then they have like little flyers that say gross point spelled wrong, by the way. <laughs> wow. Um, on it, which is weird because, um, apparent the literally the, um, it's based off a book and the author of the book went to my high school. Oh, wow. So yeah, I found out a lot about it. It was a good movie. It's a Sofia Coppola movie. Um, I enjoyed it. I think it was a little like fun. I don't know. It's a little weird and all over the place and just spacey. It's such a spacey movie. That's mm. how I, the best way I can describe a it. Kevin Spacey movie. Uh, it feels like Kevin Spacey. Segway. <laughs> I watched the usual suspects. <laughs> Hell yeah. That was a good segue. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I had to take it. Um, I had never seen the usual suspects before. And probably the reason is because it stars Kevin Spacey and is directed by Brian Singer. That's probably why. A really, a really <laughs> powerful duo in modern Hollywood. Um, it's a good movie. Uh, I just never seen it before, and I was looking for something to watch one night, and I watched it. And um, I don't know if I even have much to say about it other than it's like an interesting crime movie, and it has a big reveal ending that i think is pretty iconic that i sort of like through cultural osmosis kind of knew about but didn't know about until i finished the movie like when the movie ended i was like oh that's where all that's from yeah yeah Uh, my recommendation is if you haven't seen this movie while you're watching the movie don't google the cast of the movie yeah or else you'll get the movie spoiled for you like i did and Mm -hmm. then not like it as much which sucks yeah but yeah um (laughs) Yeah, I, I guess I won't spoil it. It is like from 1998 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, or 1995 rather. Um, when I was, that's the year I was born. But if you're not bothered by Hollywood pedophiles, <laughs> <laughs> then check out The Usual Suspects. Hell yeah. Um, I guess I should say alleged pedophile. I don't know if either of them have like 
gone down for anything. Yeah, I don't know. TMTM All I know is Kevin alleged. Spacey is gay. He came out. He so. is gay. Good for him. <laughs> he came out of it. Don't worry. He's, yeah. Yeah. People said, you're a pedophile. He said, no, I'm gay. <laughs> Got you there. <laughs> Got you there. <laughs> now what are you going to do? That should be the end of of a movie like, yeah. <laughs> but it's like a murder yeah and they're like we finally got you and they're like, they're like uh i'm not a murderer i'm actually gay and they're like fuck damn it <laughs> you can't be a murderer now we can't arrest this guy you can't shit. be both <laughs> that's knives out too actually just spoiled. oh shit that's glass onion <laughs> that's glass onion for you right there uh i saw adaption which is great it's okay. A fantastic movie. Charlie Kaufman movie. Um was back when Charlie Kaufman and Spike Jones teamed up all the time. Oh wow. Uh starring Nick Cage and I got I did not expect this to be so fucking meta. It is the so meta that it's just like layers and layers and layers of meta. That sounds like Charlie Kaufman. It is about Charlie Kaufman. Nick Cage plays Charlie Kaufman. Oh okay. <laughs> and he plays Charlie Kaufman's brother which Charlie Kaufman doesn't actually have a brother. But in this movie, he has a brother that is also played by Nick Cage. Wow. And it's about Nick Cage trying to adapt a movie based on a book that's just like very an unadaptable book. So so he decided, okay, well, why not just write a movie about how I can't fucking adapt this book? Wow. And it's just like Nick Cage basically being really self-conscious about how he cannot fucking write this screenplay. And then it ends in a, a very fun and amazing way. Like the last half hour is just basically Charlie Kaufman deciding, okay, I'm fuck it. I'm just going to go the Hollywood route with this. And then the ending's just nuts. Huh. <laughs> and like, it has nothing to do with the book anymore. He's just like, fuck it. I'm completely changing the book. That does sound really interesting. I might have to it's, check that out. Yeah. It's all, I did not expect to be so meta. I'm gushing over it. It's great. Okay. I think it's really good. Nice. It's not, I'm thinking of ending things. It's not as confusing okay, as that yeah. shit. Well, Charlie Kaufman's done other good yeah. stuff. I just yeah, didn't no. like I'm thinking of ending. Um, I did a classic, a classic Harvard double feature. Holy shit. While I was in London. Goodwill Hunting? Uh, nope. <laughs> Do you want to keep taking guesses? <laughs> what other Harvard movies are there? I don't know. I'm done. Okay. I'm done guessing. I wa- you'll catch on pretty quick. It was Legally Blonde oh. and Movie of Last Decade, The Social Network. Oh, my God. I yeah. should have guessed. I, it was one of those nights. It was. I guess it was technically two nights in a row, so it wasn't really a double feature. Oh, okay. But um, me and my girlfriend were like, let's get drunk in our Airbnb and watch a movie. And so we watched Legally Blonde and then the next night watched The Social Network. And I'll tell you what, Legally Blonde's a classic. Everyone knows that. I don't have to say much about that. Social Network is really a trip to watch like today in this era. (laughs) Yeah, it is, honestly. It's so weird like watching it with that new context. It's like watching an M. Night Shyamalan movie like for the second time, yeah. you know, where you're like, oh, I know how this ends now and everything like makes so much more sense. It's an ever-evolving movie. Yeah, it like, it seriously, yeah. the, like whenever David Fincher and and um, Aaron Sorkin feel like pumping out another one of these, seriously. like, they could. <laughs> it's it's so wild, like it's a great movie. Yeah. I, you know, we make that joke about it the being movie the movie of the decade. decade. It is really like, a, a good movie and I'd kind of forgotten how good it was yeah. but oh man watching that movie in 2022 is like it's 
it's you have different eyes and ears it's, now yeah it's so weird it's like seeing a different color a color that doesn't exist <laughs> it's so fucking weird because i watched it recently too when mm-hmm. i back when we were doing our best of the decade i was like i gotta rewatch it right uh so 2019 is when i watched it even weird like even weirder than it is a really good fucking movie though holy yeah. shit um yeah that is it's a great movie mm-hmm. um sp- speaking of classics i watched casablanca oh wow and it is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, I will confirm. If people were wondering if they were waiting for my word on it, <laughs> it is a masterpiece. John somewhere. George has handed down his, his review <laughs> they're of like, Casablanca. They're like, we were all waiting to see what he thought. I, I The critics say it's good, but I'm not sure what John yeah. thinks. And I, I'm here to say it is a masterpiece. Now that we know, finally yeah. we all have permission to watch Casablanca. Go for it, everyone. Go for it. <laughs> and then last movie... Hit the Road, which is an Iranian movie from this year. It is a tearjerker. It is a great one. Um, If you have a chance to watch it, watch it. But it is on Showtime, so... Oh, okay. No one's going to have a chance to watch it. Yeah, that's um, all I watched on the planes. Okay, I, get it. I have. I'll I'll go quick because I know we're probably this is going to be a long episode, which I've accepted. Yeah. Um, Luckily, I I don't think I have much to say about our main movie. That's so, true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I'll take my time with these yeah. then. Um, I watched something I had never seen. Shockingly, I'd never seen this. Uh, Nathan for you, Finding Francis. Oh shit! I literally watched all of the last season of Nathan for you when it aired, like on TV. Yeah. And then I just never watched the last episode it's for so some reason. Good. It's really, it's really a trip, and the rehearsal makes so much more yeah, sense no. now <laughs> that I've watched. I mean, he literally does a rehearsal in this movie. Yeah. Um, it is a really bonkers movie. I couldn't believe the side plot with the escort. Yeah. Like that really came out and it's I was really like, rehearsal esque. Yeah. Honestly. I was on the edge of my seat. Like, is Nathan going to have sex with this <laughs> prostitute? <laughs> <I> like, <laughs> it was so insane. I just like, yeah. And like that old guy's like crazy, obviously yeah. my only complaint with this. And like, obviously when you're making a documentary, like you can't script it, not everything's going to go your way, but like, I wish he had just gone up to the house instead of doing a phone call. Yeah. Like the, at the end of the movie, we do get closure cause he calls her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I, I kind of wish we had just gone all the way and we got to see <laughs> like a real confrontation between Francis and this Bill Gates impersonator. Yeah. That would have um, been great. But yeah, finding Francis pretty nuts and just another small peek into Nathan Fielder's psychotic mind. <laughs> If you like the rehearsal, you'll like Finding Francis. Oh, yeah. It is definitely the precursor for the rehearsal. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I know a lot of people who, like, watch the rehearsal, and now they're, like, going back to Nathan for you. Yeah. So, like, yeah, just watch all of Nathan for you, and you'll get to Finding Francis. Of course. That show's legendary. Yeah. It is nuts. My God. But now I have one more. It's my turn to gush about a movie. Hell, yeah. Um, The day after we saw our main movie, uh, I went and watched Barbarian. Hell yeah. And I cannot say enough good things about Barbarian. The, what's wild is my history with this movie was that um, like there was a trailer for it before Nope and some other movies I had seen. And the trailer very hilariously said, from a producer of it, from an executive producer of The Grudge. And you're like, oh, wow. It's a real top billing here. <laughs> um, but what I... 
Um, and so when I saw the trailer, it also just kind of looked generic. I was like, okay, it's Airbnb horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I found out, you're familiar with The Whitest Kids You Know, mm-hmm. right? This sketch comedy group from the early 2000s. Um, I was a really big fan of them in high school. I loved their TV show. And I found out that one of the main members of The Whitest Kids You Know was the writer and director for this movie. So, And so I was like, now hold on. I got to see what this guy's up to. <laughs> yeah. um, because like the man who created The Grapist and that, that sketch where Lincoln is like really rude at the opera or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like all these classic sketches. I was like another sketch comedy guy like Jordan Peele coming and just doing a horror movie. Yeah. I was like, I got to check this out. Um, and that movie is not at all what you think it is. No spoilers. <laughs> I, I really don't want to say too much about it other than like, it's so good. If you like horror movies, like you have to see it. It's probably my favorite horror movie of this year. Fuck like yeah. Nope can, can die oh, for all shit. I care. <laughs> nope, no, push, huh? push Nope off a cliff. <laughs> We're all barbarians now. That's barely a horror movie at this point. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, this one's like hard horror, yeah. whereas Nope is like kind of action horror. Yeah. Um, and I like, no, but like this, I, I, I just like, I won't say much about it other than like, don't look up anything. If you've seen the trailer, don't watch it a second time. Not that the trailer even really gives much away. Just, just watch barbarian. Cause <laughs> oh my God, like this movie's nuts. Yeah. I, I need to see it. I, mm-hmm. I might go see it tomorrow night or Friday night or something. Like yeah. I, I've been, I wanted to see it this week, but. Uh, when you gushed over it, I was like, fuck yeah, I want to see it. And that, then you told me, do you think in the trailer, like that's part of the joke? Do you think it was him who was like, and a producer of it, put like this stuff? Maybe. I'm like, <laughs> I. the trailer was very clearly made to misdirect you. Yeah. Um, not to say that like the stuff that, the stuff that happens in the trailer happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does play with your expectations quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to build it up too much because i don't want you to go in and and think that like you know your whole life is going to be different after this but like as far as just really clever horror movies like something that's very different than than what we've gotten in a long time i was just like so impressed by it all right well i'm in that's like a trend right now is like misguiding trailers because apparently bodies 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 which has a like trailer that makes it look so bad Mm mm-hmm is nothing like the trailer at all and is yeah. like a misdirection. And now people at TIFF are saying the menu is way better than the trailer is suggesting as well. Yeah, because the trailer for that did not look good. Yeah, no, but apparently the menu, like Barbarian, is you just won't expect what comes yeah. apparently as well. Okay. So yeah, uh, a lot of horror movies that have just shit trailers that are meant to misdirect you and think they're shitty movies. Yeah. And their whole marketing thing is no, that's actually good. You need to see it. Or like that, that feels like that started with like almost pig last year Mm -hmm. too. Or like this new, it's this weird new marketing thing where people are like, Oh, it's this generic John wick movie or, Oh, it's this generic horror movie. Yeah. And then they get you when the reviews are like, this is not like what you think at all, you know? Yeah. And you almost liked the movie more because you thought it was going to be just a shitty generic movie. Honestly, I'll take that because (laughs) like watching barbarian or like the trailer for barbarian said like, I mean, it's bad because I wasn't interested until I found out that the funny guy I like made it. But like, honestly, now after it's been out for a week, I've been seeing a ton of buzz for it, like online, obviously on Letterboxd. It's like popping literally every single everybody but me on my Letterboxd (laughs) has seen this movie at this point. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's one of those where like I'm I'm hoping the word of mouth really boosts this movie because I really want to see what what Zach yeah. Kreger does next. Hell yeah, I haven't even seen it and I already was like telling some of my coworkers about it. Yeah. Oh, I told all my coworkers. So, yeah. I, we have a we have a Slack channel just for horror movies oh, at nice. my work, and I was like, "Hey, y'all, just gotta go. Just go <laughs> just to the theater right this. now. Leave work. <laughs> go see yeah, the matinee see of Barbarian." All right. Well, I'll probably see it. Maybe next week we'll have another um, podcast. Uh, unfortunately, week. I am going to Portland Dude, next stop week. Going places. I I've <laughs> listen. You and me both. <laughs> I'm gonna um, kidnap you. You're not gonna go. I know. Anywhere. Listen, October. I will finally be free of this. I'm going, we're, listen, what's good for the next episode is it's going to be in October and we'll get to do a Pacific Northwest review because I'll have done nice. Portland and you'll have done Seattle. Yes, exactly. We can, we can give a we little can, We can roast the shit out of the PNW. Re- give reviews of those airports as well. Yes, exactly. Yep. PDX is going down. <laughs> nice. Um, oh shit. One of my friends from, um, who went to my high school, his review of Barbarian is one star off for the Detroit slander. Oh, That's true. Pissed. It does take place in Detroit, which I think you would very much appreciate. So many Detroit movies right now. God. Yeah. It does not make Detroit look great. <laughs> That's what people are saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's what people are saying. Hey, you know so what? Actually, hate it. there is one part of the movie where she like goes into the city of Detroit and that looks pretty nice. Okay. Yeah. Down like downtown's pretty nice. It is a like just one little spot in downtown is nice. Yeah. The we all got one in, yeah. in every major city. City. We exactly downtown la is not that cool no it's not that nice no um but anyway uh i'm i'm apologizing it this is entirely my fault because i'm going to portland all of next week and then the weekend directly after i have to go to the bay area for a thing <laughs> bay area um but then in October, we're going to crank these fucking episodes oh, yeah. out like it's nobody's business. That, then we're going to get all these big boy movies coming out, too. All yeah. these TIFF. I, want, I have really... I think Knives Out is in theaters November, maybe. But You think? I hope so. Because... Um, it's coming out, like, on Christmas, yeah, basically. it's coming out on Christmas for Netflix. Apparently, Netflix is now extending their theater runs for a lot of these movies. So they might do it with Knives Out as well. I can't, I can't remember the movie they announced that they're extending the theater run for. Mm-hmm. Because they usually do four weeks or whatever, and for this movie, they're doing six. Yeah, well, they're saying it's like a best picture contender, apparently. Yeah. So, Which is great. Yeah. Um, and TIFF, overall, like... There's so many exciting movies. I wish I was there. Mm. The Whale is apparently getting a lot of hype. The new Darren Aronofsky movie where Brendan Fraser plays an obese man. Mm-hmm. The Fablemans, the new Steven Spielberg movie, is yeah. getting a lot of hype. Like, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be a good a good big boy season. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Wait, we should talk about that movie. 3,000 years. Years. Of longing. of longing in honor of that movie this podcast will be three thousand years long we're getting there <laughs> I, I can't see the time code but i feel 47 like 47 minutes wow that's literally the length of our last episode <laughs> <We've> already... <laughs> sorry everyone all right baby i know you have a lot to say about this movie too so take us on an hour journey on in okay. your mind in the movie three i'm gonna talk slowly <laughs> okay. three thousand years of longing George George Miller says, I don't just do Mad Max. I do other movies. Most people, some people know he doesn't just do Mad Max, yeah. but he does the other movies too. Mm-hmm. And it was good. <laughs> good job. I and, guess. you know, he proved that he, he doesn't just do Mad Max. He did prove that. And 
It was good. I don't want to talk slander on this movie because, as we know, Mad Max Fury Road. Don't shit on this movie. My favorite movie of all time. Yeah. And I didn't come into this movie expecting yeah, no, that level that. of of excitement because um, George Miller has been around forever. He's done Happy Feet. He's done Babe Pig in the City. Yeah. He's done Mad Max. Um, and you can see a lot of like the hallmarks of George Miller in this movie. Um, but I think it's good. It's, it's not like blow you away. Amazing. It's definitely not bad, but, um, you know, I enjoyed the majority of it. Hell yeah. I'm with you. I so many, like every one I follow in letterbox has it at three and a half. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, it is a very much a three and a half star movie. I think that's the best way to describe it. It's a three and a half movie. I really will say I enjoyed like the first, um, half of this movie um and then um it kind of just like some things don't make sense it just takes a jump all it, of a sudden it kind of keeps going yeah it yeah. just keeps going keeps going but in order to keep going it makes like some weird decisions that i'm like okay mm-hmm. like that was kind of out of nowhere but all right um but there were some really enjoyable parts of this i think some really cool like little it's one of those movies where there's like it's like a tale within a within a movie a bunch of tales within a movie, which I I'm a sucker for. Yeah, no, it's like if you want to hear Idris Elba just tell you fantastical stories for a long time, you get a whole lot of that. Yeah, and all that stuff is great. Um, and then the movie just kind of keeps going. <laughs> they say, "Oh, we can't make it, it just that." And I'm I'm sitting here like, "Yeah, you can." Yeah. You you watch the Battle of Buster Scruggs? You can do that. Yeah, just do you it. Just, you could do the short story. Just do a bunch of short stories. Call yeah. it a day. Yeah. George, you can just call it Come a day. Come on, George. Just call it a day. Yeah, there were also just a lot of that was my other complaint. A lot of themes, a lot of things it was going for. Mm. Um especially at the end, like there we can talk about it once we get to spoilers, but they just start packing in a bunch of like more they're like oh but let's start talking about this issue and now this issue and it's like okay like what is this movie about then like it sort of has an identity crisis at the end where it's just like but wait we need to have something significant be said here Mm -hmm. um where i'm like eh, you don't really need to do that george like it's sometimes i think it was pretty good with the tales yeah um you can keep it that keep it at that we should take it to spoiler town okay go okay um yeah, I really just liked the stories he was <laughs> he was telling. They were like really interesting and really well narrated. Um, George Miller has like such a great visual style. I really loved the like very early biblical stuff he was talking about, and there are all these just like creatures and stuff Hell around. Yeah. Um, I think I told you after we watched it, a lot of it reminded me of like Hellboy with a lot of the like bizarre creature designs and, and mystical stuff. Okay. And now I'm like, George Miller should just make a Hellboy movie. Yeah. Like, he should just like, be a del Toro of himself. Yeah. Like they gave, they made a super shitty one mm-hmm. not too long ago. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Just let with the guy from stranger things. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just let George Miller make a Hellboy movie. He'd honestly, he'd probably do a better job than del Toro too. Yeah. Um, that's true. But, uh, yeah, I guess it's hard to talk about like what we didn't like without just talking about the end of the movie. So maybe we do that first. <laughs> yeah. So let's just jump right. Let's just jump right to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the tales are told, okay, the first issue is immediately after the tales are told. Um, this uh, this woman uh, is immediately just 
in love with Idris Elba, mm-hmm. um, which is very inconsistent with what her character was before. Yep. Um, because she she was someone who was like, I'm satisfied. Like I, you know, the whole premise of the movie is she's get, she gets this gin and she has three wishes, but she's like, well, I'm the wrong person for this because I just have no wishes. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm pretty happy with my life and like she's divorced, but she is happy being single. And I don't know, there's nothing... There's nothing to really support her suddenly just deciding, like, I want to be in love now, besides the fact that her his stories are awesome and they're about being in love, I guess. And I agree. When I was single, like, seeing movies where even if they were, like, heartbreaking love stories, mm-hmm. which all of his stories were, like, I still missed being in love, kind of, because I just missed, like, feeling emotions, yeah. I guess. But his transition, he does. it doesn't seem... There's no reason given, really. Well, there's a little bit. I I agree that it's sudden. That yeah. It's it's like he tells the stories and she's like, okay, I want to feel human love. Um, <laughs> but like the the last story he tells is about this woman who's very brilliant and she purposely has like a lot of the same mannerisms as Tilda Swinton's character, like yeah. the way she reads the book with her finger and oh, the way yeah, she ba- the way she bounces her leg. And I think the idea is Idris Elba is basically like, I was in love with a woman who was basically exactly like you for a long time. Mm. Um, and she was like, oh shit, you're you're my soulmate. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. So I think that's- Must mean you love me. I think that's where that's supposed to come from is Got she's it. like, okay, so there was someone who is exactly like me um, and they found like a companion in this gin. So like, I want that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, now that I see, yeah, they were totally trying to mirror- I, I can see I can see what what George Miller was going at now. Yeah, so I think that's where that came from. I do agree. Like I, there you knew going into this movie she was gonna fuck yeah. the genie, right? Yeah. There was no world in which Tilda Swinton wasn't gonna fuck the genie. Um, but it it did feel kind of quick. Like yeah. the fact that her wish was literally just like be in love with me. <laughs> yeah. Is um, that was the first wish, you know, yeah. like going to the movie, maybe you expect it to be the third, but George Miller is like, I'm going to defy expectations. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the first wish. And then she just sort of throws her second wish away. Yeah. Um, when she's just like, talk to me, please. <laughs> I wish you would talk. To yeah. Me, please. What a fucking bad wish. Yeah. Seriously. Why and didn't anyone say anything? Like he should have been like, that's a don't, fucking don't shit. waste you. Well, he couldn't say it cause he couldn't speak. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> Once he would have spoken, then the wish is granted. It's like, well, fuck you wasted it. Yeah. You wasted the wish. So yeah, it's, yeah. I feel like if we had gotten our wishes, maybe throughout the movie or at the very least, um, her wishes built up to the romance between them. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't have felt so sudden where we finished the story now we're in this third act of the movie where we have to get through all three of these wishes and resolve something. Yeah, and it's super rushed all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, especially, I don't know, it's especially because it doesn't feel as imaginative or as creative as the rest of the movie, so maybe that's why it feels even more dull and just, that's not, true, yeah. just not memorable. Because mm-hmm. the rest of the movie is so imaginative. It's this historical like tales and... Um, magical, mystical, all of them. And, you know, then she goes back to London. And I mean, maybe that's the point because um, like we immediately switch to this like tale about how just modern day is not as mystical as these tales we just saw, I guess. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's the point he's trying to make is is like today kind of is just not as fun, you know, but I'm sure back in the day, people also thought (laughs) 
that shit was not fun. Well, I, you know, like it's, it's a weird thing. Cause I think he's trying to make a point that like science and, and mysticism like can't coexist. Yeah. Cause the reason he has to leave is just cause there's like TV, yeah, I guess. He's like, it's hurting my head. There's too much phone calls going around. Um, it's like, I can't block the signals. This yeah. is hurt. This is hurting me. <laughs> so that was bizarre. I, I didn't think about that. That is interesting though. Of like, yeah, back in the day, you could be like, oh, you see that light in the sky? That's like a dude on a chariot yeah, exactly. who rides around the earth all day. And you you're like, whoa. The, you didn't know what the fuck anything was. Yeah. So like, Hell yeah, that's sick. And no one would like go on the internet and call you a fucking idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't get that anymore. So now we sort of have these, I guess, mundane lives where the TV waves you know, kick all the genies out of our cities. Exactly. All the genies would be here, but it fucking sucks. I guess, but that's also weird now that I think about it. Cause like I, is the implication that in Istanbul, they don't have that. I have no clue. <laughs> Cause they're in a, ho- like a modern hotel room when yeah, they're talking. True. That is really weird that he didn't feel the signals there, but in London he was like, Oh wow, this place fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but in Istanbul they're they're like, yes, well, Miriam's been to Istanbul in Turkey mm-hmm. and, it, she did say it was amazing, so maybe it is just amazing. And yeah, it's, it's the last magical place <laughs> yeah, in the world. It's the last magical place, the, in the only world, place you can find a genie. Yeah, that that is a weird inconsistency, but I think it. Yeah, I think it just fits with the moral of the story he was going with. It, it quickly transitions into a modern tale. Um, there's some store lessons about racism in there. Of course, gotta mm-hmm. have that. Um, when her neighbors are just randomly racist pieces of shit. Yeah. Out of nowhere, and it was kind of a funny scene. Um, yeah, them arguing. They they were literally <laughs> like the Muppets, like yeah. Waldorf and Statler That's from the true. Muppets. They were leaning over a railing <laughs> yeah. and being yep. like, "Hey, you suck!" Yep. Like, yep, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and then she gives them food, and then they're not racist anymore because Idris Elba's hot. Yeah, she's like, "Here's <laughs> some tasty." food from Turkey, and here's my extremely hot man friend. Yeah. And they're like, "Wow." I didn't know <laughs> such things could exist outside wow. of outside of London. <laughs> Holy shit. The food mecca of the world. Holy cow. I thought London had good food. It has really good Indian food. Oh, okay. I didn't mention this in my London review, but... Yeah, Switzerland's food was okay. Yeah. The Italian food in Switzerland was great. The German food in Switzerland, not great. Yeah, Indian food in London, obviously great. Fish and chips, yeah, yeah. great in London. Gotta everything else... I mean, I had good food there, but like, you know, it's, it's not New York or LA. Yeah. Are you going to call chips? Are you going to call fries chips now? No. A bunch of restaurants there called them fries. Oh, really? And I was like, what? Well, honestly, like one of the only places I saw them referred to as chips was when you ordered fish and chips. Oh, interesting. Cause so, Miriam had this weird thing where she started calling them chips. So that's, she studied abroad <laughs> in London, right? Yeah. Okay. Well that's, that's the reason for that. <laughs> okay. Anyone, you know, the girls who study abroad yeah. in London, they come back and they're like, Oh, color is spelled with a U. And yeah. it's like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. There doesn't need to be a U. Yeah. That's too much work. Listen, that's great. You went to Spain for a few months. You don't have to say Barcelona. Yeah. You don't have a lisp now. Right? We get it. Come on. Anyway, <laughs> that's exactly what my family said to me when she kept calling them chips. Yeah. She's like, oh, do you want some chips? And then my little cousin would be like, these are fries. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I I staunchly refused to call our Airbnb a flat. I was like, oh, it's an apartment. On. This isn't flat. Yeah. It's a little. It's it's not completely flat. Come on, there's some creaks in the floor. Yeah, um, three thousand years. So, um, the the TV gets to him too bad, and so she yes. just has to wish for him to be free. Yeah, and he's free, and he comes back every so often, and I guess they bone. Yeah, they hang out. It's like a nice. Yeah. Little ending. Yeah, it was a cute little ending. Um, yeah, the little thing came up and said three. I thought it was going to say 3,000 years later, but it just said I also <laughs> thought it was going to say that. I or feel I like, thought it was going to be a title. See, it right. say 3,000 years of longing. I, I really thought, like, I think that was a purposeful Mr. X, because yeah. when it says three years later, you're like, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 3,000 years later. Yeah. I'm guessing the implication at least this is my interpretation at the end is we're not really supposed to know if like all of this was real or not. Mm-hmm. Cause like really all that happened in, in from Tilda Swinton's perspective is that she got told three stories and hung out with a dude in her house and then he left. Yep. So there's, I feel like there's a case to be made for like, maybe this was just her imagination, like helping her come to terms with her loneliness or something. Yeah. Because that's what happens to her throughout the movie. I guess we never talked about that part. Yeah. What'd you think of that part? That's there's a lot of at the beginning. That's that's spooky to me. That guy ate her. Yeah, that dude who like ate her up and then I guess spit her out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was confusing. Yeah, they don't really explain that. I think that's just supposed to. Because at the beginning she's like, "Oh, my imagination gets to me," mm-hmm. and I thought that was going to be a setup to be like, "No, she just has the special eyes that can see the yeah. the the Turkish ghosts. She can see all the magical creatures." Yeah, but no, it's they, they it's never brought up again. She just finds yeah. an unrelated genie in a store. Yeah. Just because she's a writer or something. Yeah, she likes trinkets from far off lands. Yeah, so exactly. And who doesn't? Yeah, we all love trinkets. I love trinkets from yeah. far off lands. I I tried. I went to every trinket store in London, and no, no one genies? would sell me a genie. Damn it. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, it's the. It's hard to talk about because like the stories are just good. I don't know if I even have like a, much of a comment on them. Yeah. No. I. I mean, any any favorites? I my favorite's the last story. Yeah, I mean that's the most involved for yeah. sure. George Miller loves very large women being naked, <laughs> yeah, as it turns that, that out. That's very true. Um, yep. <laughs> a lot of non-traditional body types in this movie, as he likes to use. You get a lot of those in Mad Max as well. Yep. Um, but I just thought that, like, it, there's the case to be made that, like, is it exploitative to use people yeah, like yeah. that? But it's it's very visually interesting and just not something you see a lot. Yeah. Um, I would agree the last story is the most interesting, although it did have the least number of weird like seahorse men. Yeah. That's what you wanted. I like, I I want the seahorse men. I honestly like, I would have could have done. They did have that dude whose like head fell off like the thing and became a spider like the thing. Yeah. True. Which I feel like must've been an intentional reference to the thing. Maybe, maybe (laughs) I can't because like it, it, his head comes off and becomes a spider. Like yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I I could have gone for way more mysticism. Honestly, maybe that's why I didn't like the movie as much because like, uh. or the ending. I mean, as much is because like I was ready for some really weird like creature stuff and yeah, and more magic. And the the stories are very like something you would hear in a fairy tale. 
but as they go on, they become less and less fantastical. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and even I don't know. Even if, it, if even if his point of the story is like today fucking sucks, it still is cool because we can see movies like this, these are our tales. Are these movies? Yeah. So they, they I feel like it kind of sucks that he just kind of stopped doing it at the end. I guess. Yeah, it's it's a movie about the power of of, of stories. Cinema. I love that at the beginning of the movie they're talking about the Greek gods, and then they're like, "And these are our new myths," and it's literally yeah, it's like Marvel and DC movie. superheroes. <laughs> are new greek gods yeah i mean that that case has been made a lot of times yeah. that like superheroes are the new like mythological I whatever's booed. i stood up and booed yeah you did <laughs> which it's a good thing there weren't too many people in the theater because yeah, you booed yeah. for a while I booed for a very long time yeah. And, and yeah people you, you, well it's funny because you said time for three thousand years of booing yeah and you stood up <laughs> and booed all right for, that's it guys right <laughs> time for three thousand years of booing yeah that would have been a great line. Everyone would agree. I Everyone know, would yeah. have let me boo. They would have clapped for yeah. you. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> boo. <laughs> uh, that's something that would happen at um at a, a big movie festival. Yeah, I should have done that. If we, I were at TIFF. we we might as well we let's wrap up on three thousand years. Yeah, it's a good movie. It. Like if you like George Miller, go see it. Yeah. It's not gonna kill you. Yeah. Um I did want to talk about because I don't think we talked about this was the how every major music film or film festival has really long standing ovations. Yeah, so that was the big new like every year. I feel like out of TIFF and out of these places, just the standing ovations get longer and longer. I can't mm-hmm. tell if it's clickbait or if they legit are just because Brendan Fraser he gets a six minute one, mm-hmm. um, and then who who got a thirteen minute one? I can't remember. I don't think it was Don't Worry Darling. No. It was maybe Don't Worry Darling got the six minute and then someone else I can't Someone remember. got a thirteen minute standing ovation at TIFF. Is the point. Which is ridiculous. How could how? you imagine six minutes ridiculous itself? Yeah. I couldn't even even if I loved Brendan Fraser's performance, which I probably will. Because like I here's, couldn't imagine. here here's me in a, a TIFF audience is like the movie ends and I'm like, Oh, that was pretty good. And so yeah. I start clapping. And then people start standing up and you're like, all right, I got to stand up because I don't want to be the one asshole sitting. Yeah. So you get up and you start clapping and then the people come out and you're clapping. And then at a certain point, you're just like, I feel like I would have to, I feel like right now I'm going to make a pact with myself and also you, John George, (laughs) if we're ever in a TIFF audience and the, the the standing ovation goes on longer for them, like three minutes let's say which okay. is already way too long that's way too long for sure we have to be the guys who say okay we're sitting down now. yeah we're gonna have to get our like timers out for sure yeah <laughs> be like yeah i like, like how do the, how do they know it's six minutes the people who write the articles did they time it i bet they do i yeah. bet there are like people in the press there's probably in the like back. a there's probably like a stats book they're like okay how long was this yeah, yeah. and they like write down for mm-hmm. each movie like, I want to see that stats book. Like, who has the record standing yeah. ovation? Because you have standing ovations, and then you have walkouts, right? Like, every time Lars von Trier makes a movie, <laughs> you, the that big headline is Lars von Trier movie shows it at, you know, Tribeca Film Everyone Festival. Everyone throws up and left. Five people <laughs> threw up. 45 <laughs> people got up and left. One person shot himself in the mouth. <laughs> In the theater. <laughs> and that's the headline. <laughs> One person jumps off of the mouth. Rest in peace. Yeah. R.I.P. This is also his obituary. And Lars is like, that's what I wanted. So. Yeah. <laughs> in the, like sub like byline is like also Willem Dafoe comes into his own ear in this movie. In this movie. Yeah. Of course. 
um, yeah, I, those are those are the two extremes. You know, yeah. I think most Tiff movies are like a normal movie. I don't think we People have plan. enough long booing is what I realized. Yeah. Usually you get walkouts, but I think maybe we should, if we ever get yeah. to go to a film festival, like People's- we got to. People's version of booing is they just leave because yeah. they're like, this is a waste of time. Are you boo in the middle of the movie? I think we got to find one where like the buzz around the movie, it's not very good. Uh, not even like terrible. Yeah. We'll just go in, we'll stand up, we'll go boo. Yeah, that'd be like, don't boo. worry, darling, this year. We would just boo it. Right? Yeah. Harry but we Styles would... says a stupid thing and we say boo. Yeah. And then, but we do it for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Record boo. Because here, that's how we get, that's how we blow up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, darling, gets 15 minutes it's of booing. booing. <laughs> in the middle of it, too. It's, but it's also like just a picture of the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> everyone else in the audience is like sitting and looking at us. They're like, how did they not get kicked out? Yeah. The security agreed with us. They yeah. thought the movie was bad. The security was also booing. <laughs> This is what we need. I yeah. think we should honestly plan a trip to TIFF or Sundance. I would rather do TIFF because mm-hmm. I think TIFF has better movies. <laughs> here's <Sundance. laughs> here's an experiment I want to do is you at home, you listening right now, you've made it all the way to the end of this Big Boy Movies <laughs> podcast. Once I give my final line, I want you to stand up and clap for 13 minutes. <laughs> I, wanna, I want you let to see if you is. can do it. Yeah, let's see. This is the Big Boy Movies challenge yeah. is give a standing <laughs> ovation to big boy movies for 13 TikTok minutes challenge <laughs> tiktoks aren't that long you're gonna have to post it on youtube youtube challenge or you know what do like a 15 part tiktok series yeah <laughs> me clapping for big boy movies yeah. part one this is of- honestly like a mr beast video i clap i give a standing <laughs> ovation for 24 hours yeah for a million dollars <laughs> for a million dollars whoever gives a stand the longest standing ovation, ovation gets a million dollars yeah that's and you know that's probably why it happened at tiff it was a mr beast video oh my god you go in you sit down they're like all right don't worry darling and then it comes up and it's like yo what's up it's mr beast (laughs) i'm here to give a million dollars to whoever can give the longest standing ovation and immediately people shoot out of their seats (laughs) and just start clapping that'd be so good the headline nine hour standing ovation (laughs) for mr beast's new short film <laughs> wow insane yeah mr beast is a is an auteur of cinema oh yeah the next big name oh wow imagine directed by mr beast marty would freak i would freak are you kidding me <laughs> if i saw a movie and then at the end it just says a, a, a mr beast joint <laughs> <laughs> and you're like holy shit like my life would be changed and it was just the moment. best movie you've ever seen and oh, that yeah. made it better you were like what the fuck that was jimmy beast that was jimmy <laughs> Jimmy Beast. <laughs> Jimmy Beast. And he gives director. everyone a Beast Burger yeah. at the end of the movie. <laughs> You're like, oh, that makes more sense. I, yeah, I was confused why everyone was eating Beast Burgers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, go ahead, get ready, get your hands warmed up. Time for the Big Boy Movies Challenge. And until next time, stay big, you beautiful people.